Uh, next question, Dan, do you see the normal seasonality patterns returning for the second half of the year? You know, we, we used to see, uh, you know, a little bit of a fall push when everybody was getting ready to go back to school. Uh, Timing-wise, with the economic conditions that we're seeing now, what do you see coming? It's interesting you made the question about seasonal adjustments. In January, there was this huge distortion in the retail sales data. You know, the in restaurants, it was something, the growth in one month was 5.6%, I think, when usually it's 0.4%. So it's more than 10 times as big. The biggest month-to-month moves ever. Same thing in furniture, 6% when it's usually 0.2%. So this looked distorted to me. And I actually called the Census Bureau and I said, hey, this doesn't look right. And they said, well, you know, yeah, it uh, kind of was an outlier. People are saying, oh, it was warm in January, fine. But this was really super distorted. And they pretty much said, yeah, we kind of had to treat it differently than we might have otherwise. The thing is, so that's one example, but I think COVID has changed so much. It's changed so many habits. And I think you alluded to this too earlier. You know, we're in an office park and there's a, was a subway chain in the office park. Lots of people uh, patronized it. Gone gone very quickly because, you know, as March of 2020, there was virtually nobody in that uh, in that office park. So I think COVID has changed that. And as you say, their people are not going to work. So all those businesses nearby are having trouble, you know, staying afloat because that was their business was supporting you know people coming to work. I don't know anybody that's going to movies anymore. I mean, why go to a movie? movie theater might be dirty and there's better stuff on tv anyway so COVID has changed i think a lot of buying habits that haven't washed out appropriately in the seasonal adjustments and you know as far as the coming holiday season gosh uh i i'm likely to think that it's going to be weak so um you know to think that it's going to be pretty flat for the rest of this year um, and potentially next year being an election year, I don't, I don't think we're going to anticipate huge strides in 24 unless you guys tell me something that I'm not seeing. Well, you know, we do see a recession definitely coming this year. It seems very, very certain. But looking out forward from that, you know, into next year or even past that, I really think it's very difficult to say past the horizon of 2024, for instance. And here's the main reason why. Economic decisions, decisions in the financial markets are driven by human beings. Human beings aren't always rational and therefore they're impossible to predict. So I think, you know, I, I used, I've been saying, I used to think the interesting times were over a long time ago, but obviously that was, that was a couple decades and I've been wrong. Um, it's, uh, it's looking out in the future just is always been in my mind. So uncertain. I think if you were to look at the record of most economic forecasters going out two years, um, and seeing how much they get it right. Well, I think it would be underwhelming. There is, there are a couple other things though, that, that are really bothersome to me, um, over the next few years or even sooner. I mean, 
let's presume, okay, the economy is going to go into recession for a while. It's going to be feel terrible. I've been through a number of them. It, it feels terrible when you're in it. We'll come out on the other side. The economy will, you know, will most likely continue on. But we're looking at really big things right now that I, I, I'm very concerned about. The artificial intelligence that we're seeing so rapidly developed, I think, could make big, big changes. Uh, you know, anybody that's ever seen new technologies come out has always said, oh, it's going to destroy jobs, terrible thing. It never does. It never does. But this is different. It's, uh, it's a little disturbing, actually, to me, what you can see artificial intelligence doing. And then the last thing is the polarization in the U.S. Um, one of the most recent studies said we are the third most polarized country in the world, only behind Argentina and Colombia. The political polarization has me very concerned. I mean, it's gone so far already. How much further is it going to go? So, you know, you have those three big risks sitting out there that I think could really throw off any forecast uh, past 2020. What does the new norm look like in, from an economic perspective? Uh, you know, you've heard uh, probably rumblings. You guys probably know way more about it than I do. I guarantee it. Uh, the petrodollar changing, the U.S. dollar not being the unit of measure for oil or, you know, cashless society. This, this discussion's going on. I don't know where it's going or whether it's talk. What are your thoughts, guys? Well, you know, I don't know, John. I'm not going to, you know, maybe speculate on some of that stuff. But it's a dynamic economy. It is constantly changing. Some things hurt. Some things are for the better. Um, and but the main thing is businesses, including those in the supply chain, need to be adaptive, right? And uh, and that's not going to change. And I think you know even in trucking, we've got all sorts of technologies that are going to be coming at us in the next decade. And so we've got to be able to adapt out there. And uh, you know and whether that's on the uh, fuel front, environmental front, whether that's on the autonomous front, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but it, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's definitely ever changing. Um, from our, our transportation perspective, I think we can we can somewhat count on the new norm being that it's you're going to have to be able to adapt and you're going to have to move. I think the expectation level is different, though. We still have you know in the retail space in some industries. You know, we haven't seen a recovery since COVID. We still see a, we're still seeing a backlog, like in the automotive markets and the parts markets for equipment. That may be here to stay for quite some time, is what we're seeing. Are, are you thinking that that's, that's the direction that you're seeing it, Bob? Well, I still think, yeah, there are still supply chain issues um, in, in some markets. And, and, I, and I, you know, we're still seeing it. And... Uh, so we'll have to see when all that shakes out, but um, but it's there's still a lot of pent up demand in trucking for some of this equipment, despite you know higher prices, despite higher interest rates. Uh, but there's still plenty of fleets telling me they can't get everything they need. Um, gentlemen, thank you both. The, the value you bring our our listeners and our watchers is huge, and and I personally really enjoy working with both of you and listening to both of you. I want to say thank you, Dan, and thank you, Bob. Sure. Um, we love having you on. We'll be talking to you soon in the future. 
Uh, if you have anything that you, you think we should watch or you'd like to share, uh, let us know. Um, other than that, you have a wonderful day. We appreciate you. You too. Thanks for having me.